What a beautiful music time this morning. Wow, the choir. I was jumping in my seat. You know, I, don't, they, I asked if it was okay if I jumped up and down, but, you know, they gave me that look. But and then the praise team, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, and come, now's the time to worry. Oh, we're here. And all of you made it past the time change. Congratulations. Now, when the people come in at, at 9.30, just be nice to them. Okay, okay. One, one, uh, I was training a young man to preach when I was doing college ministry at Western. And uh, he was going to have his big, big time where he was going to share. You know, this was his Sunday. And uh, it was time change Sunday. And, and so we all get there early. At the, we had college, we had church at the college. And so we're meeting in this room and everybody's kind of looking around for, for Randy. And, and we're looking and looking and looking and no Randy. So Rick gets up and, and, you know, I share the word and we get through with the service and here comes Randy bopping in, you know, we're all ready to go. Oh, poor Randy. But you made it. Praise the Lord. At the back, uh, before I forget it, at the back there's a table with a lot of little books and some CDs of Melvin and I singing when our voices work. And all these things are all free. Take a look. If you see something, oh, there's firefighter devotionals, police devotionals, a firefighter New Testament, police, cowboy, and uh, fire New Testaments. There's, there's uh, books on basic understanding of the Bible, things like that, and even a couple of free Bibles back there that have questions and answers in the side column. So, you know, if you say, hey, I'm just getting into the Word, I'd kind of like to find more out. All of that's free. And if you don't see what you're looking for, um, ask Melva or I afterwards. And those of you who are listening by radio, you can contact the church office and you also can get any of the free materials. There's also little yard banners out there. What do they call them? Oh, yard banners. And it has, He is risen and on the cross. And those are free. We had those made up for you this week. And uh, if you run out, then ask us and we'll get some more. The folks over at the sign, guys and gal, uh, made those up and they just do a great job. So that, I just, we'll put it in front of our yard to remind people of what Easter is all about. He is risen. I have to tell you, I've been working on a sermon for, for Easter. And I'm not invited here, but you know, I'm going to do Saturday night. And, and I, I looked at it and, and the difference between he has risen and he is risen. What's the difference between those two terms? One is a historical fact. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And and it's attested to over and over. He appeared to over 500 people at one time over a period of 40 days. He has risen. But He is risen, to me, means right now He's alive in my life. Right now He's alive in the world. Right now He is risen. So anyway, I'm not going to preach that yet. Okay. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. And if you've got it, don't have your Bible with you. On the end of the pews, there is a pew Bible, and it's on page, I wrote it down, I wrote it down somewhere, 11, what is it? 1156. 1156. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to put it up on the board as well, but I like to see people using your Bibles. I like to hear those Bible pages rustle, or in some cases, <laughs> I like to see the fingers go to the YouTube app, or, you know, I, what is it, version is the one I use. I love it, you know, but Ephesians chapter 1. So you go in the New Testament, and you're going, well, I told you the page number, but you're going back after 
you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Now, this is written by the Apostle Paul, but again, by the Holy Spirit through him. So it's God's Word. And in this section, he is writing from prison. He's in the first Roman imprisonment. So he's writing these words in a Roman prison, but he's sharing the hope and the joy that we have as Christians no matter what circumstances we're in. So start with verse 13, um, and let's read through here. And I'm reading through the one on the, on the screen, but yours will be really close if you have a pew Bible. In him, you also, having listened to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of His glory. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, community church, and Christians in Gunnison, and your love for all the saints who are in Cambodia, or Peru, or China, wherever believers are, your love for them. I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now here's a verse we're going to focus on. We focus on this in the song. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, opened, flooded with light, the Greek says there. And you will know, not wish, not think about, know what is the hope of His calling and the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Saints meaning you and I who have come to Christ. Sanctified ones. Know what that is and the riches of His glory. What is the surpassing greatness of His power towards us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And He put all things in subjection under His, under Christ's feet, and gave Him His head over all things to the church. That's all those who are born again in Christ. Which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. That's a long passage. We're not going to hit all of it as hard as I'd love to, but we're going to zero in on some things. Last two weeks ago, what I shared with you, we shared about just as I am from John 3.16, Billy Graham's favorite verse. And remember, we talked about being born again, coming to know Christ. And someone gave their life, at least one, to Christ that morning. Because we want to know Him. And in this first part of the verse, he says this, 13, In Him... You also having listening to the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. First of all, before we enter into all this joy and hope and assurance, we have to listen. You know, anybody here have selective listening? 
Yeah. I tell you what, sometimes my wife can talk and I don't hear a word. Sometimes I can talk and my wife never hears a word. We have selective listening. Sometimes you can come to church or listen to church on the radio or watch on television and you don't hear a word. We have to listen. Really listen. One of the things we talk about in the ski school, I teach skiing at Crested Butte. We talk about active listening. Getting involved in listening to what people are saying in our classes. With their body, with their mouths, what are they saying? Are they tired? Are they, are they scared? Are they, what are you listening to? And Paul says you're listening to the gospel of salvation. What is that gospel? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in, trusts in, relies on Him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He said you listened, but then what did He say you did next? You believed. And you were sealed by the Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ and you trust Him and cling to Him, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and I. He seals us. He says you're mine for eternity. I will never leave you or forsake you. Isn't that neat? Think about it. Ever feel like, you wonder if God's still here? Has He forgot your zip code? Has He forgot your phone number or your text or email address or whatever? Has God forgotten you? No. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, has come inside of you and will never leave you once you have believed and received and trusted Christ. So you believed, He said, and after you did that, you believed, you were sealed, and the Holy Spirit is the pledge of our inheritance. He's the down payment. You think things are now, when you're worshiping God and you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, you think it's good now. That's only a taste of what's coming. That's only a taste of what God has for you. I love it. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it hasn't even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. Think of your best experience in life right now. Think about it. Now magnify it a hundred times. That's what God has prepared for those who love Him. Wow. Uh, my friend in Oklahoma City, City sent me a cartoon out of the Oklahoma City newspapers. And Billy Graham is standing at the door of heaven. And God looks around and he says, Billy, there's a few folks here who want to say thank you. And he looks inside and there's myriads of people waiting to say thank you for leading them to Christ. You know how many people are waiting in heaven to greet you and say, come on home. Welcome. Another cartoon he sent me, political type cartoon. It shows Jesus just hugging Billy. That's what he's going to do to you as you love him and serve him. You have that pledge, that down payment of the Holy Spirit. For this reason, Paul goes on in verse 15, having heard of the faith of the Lord, your faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, your love for all the saints, I don't cease giving thanks to you, for you, for making mention of you in my prayers. You know, he prays for us. You know that your pastors, your leaders pray for you. You know that I pray for you before I get here this morning. I'm praying for you during the week. Your elders and leaders in your church are praying for you. I love to go into town 
My downtown office is McDonald's when I'm not teaching skiing or fighting forest fires. And I go into McDonald's and I love to hear the, language, the people talking in the background. I love to hear what they're saying and what I really love to hear is when they talk about how some Christian from community church or Bethany or First Baptist or wherever Trinity has impacted their life for Christ. Paul says, I've heard about your love. I've heard about your faith. And I give thanks to God for it. But you go a little further. I pray that the Lord, well, I make mention of you in my prayers, verse 17, that the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and in knowledge of Him. Now think about it. How do we get wisdom from God? The first way is to go to His Word. Open His Word. You know, some of you may not have enjoyed that yet. I know Christians who never crack a Bible and they're missing out on all that God has for them. So I can't understand King James English. Okay, we have a bunch of easy to read ones out there. Take one. It's okay. King James is beautiful. But if it's not easy to read, take another version. But read. So I don't know how to get started. Start with the book of John. It's a great place. Start reading. Like, and you know, when you start reading, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. That's what I do. I need help. You all know if you've been around me long enough, you know I need help. Lord, help Rick. I say, Lord, you know I'm not really bright. Help me understand what you want to say to me from your word. So you get wisdom. He says, pray that you get wisdom and revelation. God will open it up to you. But now verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you will know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of His power towards you who believe. A few years ago, a man named Watchman Nee was a pastor in China. And he was pastoring a church, a number of churches, and the communists took over, And they threw him into jail for preaching the gospel, which still happens today. And Watchman Nee, from jail, began to write, and they collected his sermons. And here's one statement that stuck out to me so powerfully. He said, we are itsy-bitsy people living itsy-bitsy lives, raising... No, I'm sorry, that's the wrong quote. (laughs) That's Ann Dillard. Let me tell you about Ann Dillard. We are itsy-bitsy people living itsy-bitsy lives, raising tomatoes when we should be raising Lazarus. Think about that. Watchman Nee put it this way. We have lived subnormal Christian lives so long that when we see someone living a normal Christian life, we think they're abnormal. Look at him. Look at her. Wow, they're special. No, they're normal. We as Christians should be living the abundant, not the redundant Christian life. Jesus said out of their innermost being would flow rivers of living water. Are you and I allowing Him to do that in our lives? Are we living subnormal, itsy-bitsy? 
So I'm nothing special. Well, me neither. But we serve a special God. Newsweek ran an article on Billy Graham. They said an unspectacular preacher preaching a spectacular gospel. You and I are very unspectacular. The minute we think we're cool, we're not. You know where ski instructors fall? Right under the lift, flattest run in full uniform. Every time I think I'm cool, the Bible says pride goes before a fall. Really true in skiing. Look at me. You know, all over the place. Do yard sales. You're not spectacular, but you're chosen of God. You're not spectacular, but He's unleashed His Holy Spirit in your life and mine. You see, it's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, that wants to not just indwell you, but fill you. At the back here, I have a whole little packet on what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, including Billy Graham's testimony, Charles Stanley's testimony, Dwight L. Moody's testimony, and about five other people. And that's all back there for you in a stack next to the yard signs. But listen, you have Him inside of you if you've trusted Christ. But are you letting Him fill you so that you can know the hope of His calling? That hope means I have Christ in me. The Spirit of God is moving through me. He will use me if I let Him. He's giving me gifts. He's producing fruit in my life. I have a new life. Are you living a new life? Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. I press forward towards the mark of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Are you there? The hope of His calling. The the surpassing greatness of His power towards you who believe. Do you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead? Are you living like it? Are you letting that same power that raised Jesus from the dead live through you? When you go through a hard time, you go, oh boy. Or you go, oh God, I'm with you. You're with me. Help me walk with you. Oh Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Give me a new Joy! Are you going, oh? We have a lot of Eeyore Christians. Oh. Or I think in, in, in the crowds of Narnia, it's, it's puddle glum. You know, yeah, it's a sunny day, but I know it's going to rain. You know, come on. You have Christ in you. We have Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart are opened flooded with light, enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory? I like that. Can you say glory, but say it like a southern preacher? The glory. The glory of His inheritance. Do you know where you're headed? you know if I died right now? Right now. Homecoming. As Billy Graham and Dwight O. Moody before him said, I'm changing addresses, that's all. I'm more alive then than I ever was here. Are you ready? Are you living it? Are you ready now? If you're not, number one, give your life to Christ. Number two, let Him fill you with His Spirit. Say, now how do you do that? Luke 11, verse 13. Luke eleven thirteen 13 says, If we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more would the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Jesus said, don't 
try to go on your own. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he says, don't try to live the Christian life by yourself. Wait until you're filled with the power of the Spirit of God. You ask Him, you trust Him, you receive Him, and then you live it. You live it. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. Today, even before we leave, Watch me jump off the chair. <laughs> I move around a lot. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you completely. That's not a real complicated prayer, is it? Lord, I'm saved. I gave my life to you, but I want you to fill me. Charles Stanley put it this way. I knew he was in my heart but I had him in the back corner somewhere. And I had to ask him, I want you to take over the whole house. Not just live in the bedroom, not in the corner closet. I want you to take over. And when you let him take over, watch what happens. Trust him and obey him. And he will have you raising some Lazaruses instead of just to me. Would you stand with me and pray? Those of you listening in, you do this with me as well, would you? The first part of the prayer is, if you don't know that you've listened to the Gospel, that you don't know you've asked Christ to forgive your sin on the basis of His, His dying on the cross for you and raising from the dead, first of all, ask Him to do that right now. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I'm sorry for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I trust that your death on the cross paid the price for my sin. And I yield my life to you now to be my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer after we're through this morning, Spencer and Annette will be here in the office at the front of the the auditorium, and they're going to pray with you and follow up on that prayer. You're getting started. But if you've done that, now you say, but I want to live the abundant Christian life. I want to live filled with the Spirit of God. Then you pray with me. Lord Jesus, You've said, the Father will give the Spirit to those who ask. I ask now in Jesus' name that You fill me with Your Holy Spirit. Not just once, but every day now. Help me daily to be filled to where I can share and live the abundant life and share you with others. And I trust you, and as I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a wonderful little chorus, and then we'll go back to the normal programming here, but a little chorus. It says, Spirit of the living God, Fall afresh on me. Melt me. That means, Lord, take away all that hardness in my life. My resistance, my sin. Mold me. Make me into that person you want me to be. Let me be more like Jesus every day. Fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, moment by moment. 
And then use me. God fills us with the Spirit of God that we may be used as an instrument of His love. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me.